Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave from Opposing the Matrix. Sorry, I'm getting a little seven-minute late start here. Uh, Brian will not be with us tonight. He's a little under the weather. Okay. Nothing serious, just a little under the weather. He'll be back next week. Actually, we're planning on doing a show Thursday night. That'll be kind of a show that's um, adjunct to this, okay? Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about um, something called Nasera and Gesera, <clears throat> something that the um, the... Uh, Oh, dare I say the uh, QAnon people are are promoting. Um, I really don't know. I think the QAnon movement has been hijacked. That's my feeling personally. Because there's a lot of New Age stuff going on in there. And it's being combined with biblical stuff and everything else. So they're drawing from polluted wells and mixing it with um, with good wine, so to speak. And uh, and then presenting it as, uh, you know, kind of like riding the coattails of, of uh, biblical prophecy, so to speak. Um, you go to these websites. Uh, I have one on um, Telegram, and um, I get feeds from it every day. And constantly I'm seeing stuff about the Great Awakening. Well, that, that term really just wakes, bothers me to begin with because that's a new age term, has been for many years. Um, according to their new awakening, uh Mankind is going to ex, uh, experience a, um, a spiritual evolution, and maybe even a physical one too, but spiritual definitely. And when we do, we're going to be on the same vibratory level as the rest of the universe, because supposedly we're off of it right now. You see, that kind of works in the element of sin, okay? Um, Adam and Eve sin. They, the, um, they transgress. That's probably a better word. Um, they ate the forbidden fruit and they were told not to. And because of that, you and I have, um, to go through a life of misery. Don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful life. There's some things that are really pleasant about it, but, um, and not like it would have been had they not, um, disobeyed and, um, and transgressed like they did. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and apologize ahead of time. I'm getting over a cold. I was at my um, daughter's house a couple of weeks ago, and my granddaughter was sneezing at the table, and and she was sitting right across from me. So when I get these things, they go down into my chest. So um, if I start to lose my voice or if I start to sound raspy and stuff like that, that's the reason. And when I feel a cough coming, I'll try to mute. My trouble is that when I when I do <coughs> have a cough coming on, it's usually a coughing fit. So if you hear, hear a little bit of silence, uh, disregard that. Okay. Um, anyway, so the new age is taking over the, the QAnon movement. Um, I don't think it started with the new age. I think it started with good, uh, good intentions and the intentions may be good in many ways to the QAnon movement, but, uh, you know, QAnon is like uh Christmas that's always promised to come on the 25th of December, but somehow it doesn't come. <laughs> okay. And part of it, the big part of it that we're going to talk about tonight, um, I don't know, it's, I'm dubious about it, but that's just me, okay? Don't fault me. Don't write me mean letters telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm I'm questioning this more than I'm making a comment. Um, it might not sound like that at first, but that's the truth. So anyway, the New Age taking over the QAnon movement. Uh, you see uh, Great Awakening, the New Awakening, um, they're constantly talking about vibratory levels, um, about how the thin the veil is between the two realms. Um, and oh my goodness, you just read it and it's like reading, um, something from, um, 
Spangler or, or something like that, you know, uh, someone like that, I should say. So it's really a lot of um, psychobabble, religious gobbledygook. Um, but there are elements of truth, I believe in it. But, you know, when when you're told that, and I don't know how many times people are going to have to fall for this or, you know, or or how, this, how many times is it going to happen before maybe something really does happen in regard to what they're saying. But let's just, let's take a two-year time frame, okay? Let's say that I told you on January 1st and on February 1st, I was going to give you a million dollars. Now, I'm going to say, now this is a story, okay? I don't have a million dollars to give out, nor would I do it. But this is an analogy. Um, so, okay, I'm going to give you a million dollars on February 1st. <clears throat> but um, we'll have to see what the White Hats are saying, if I can give it to you or not. Okay? So February 1st comes along, nothing happens. Then I come back and I say, okay, well, nothing happened. And that was because there were some reasons. And um, instead, it's going to be um, March 15th. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Um, so, you know, you go along, March 15th comes along and passes and, and you don't say anything. Okay. And pretty soon, you know, you start circulating a rumor that's going to be, um, June 1st. And, you know, you're going to get a million dollars on June 1st and your life's going to be great and everything's going to be honky dory. Well, June 1st gets here and bam, nothing. You know, you get on there and say, oh, well, you know, there were some delays, some things happened. Um, so just just be patient and it'll all come together. And this goes on month after month after month. Well, pretty soon you're going to go, hey, you know, there's there's no million dollars. Sorry. Um, and the fact that, you know, you're not a wealthy man, Dave, and um, you're promising a million dollars. That's another thing that's kind of got me a little suspicious. And Dave, you know, it's just um, there's there's just too much about this story that's kind of fantasy. So then I start bringing more of a religious program into it. Um, yes, uh, the powers of the universe are going to unite on October 1st. And they're going to make sure that this happens. Well, October 1st comes, nothing happens. And so the religious aspect of this whole thing starts, you know, going down the tubes well as well. So anyway, um, this is what's happening with, with, um, with QAnon. Um, you know, I, you read and you hear. Things like, well, you know, things are going to get better. The Great Reset's going to happen. Now, they're talking about a Great great Reset um, compared to a Great Awakening, which is New Age is talking about. I find it kind of funny that both of them are on the same time, around the same time. Um, <clears throat> supposedly, the um, hold on a second, folks. Supposedly, the um, supposedly this Great Reset is going to involve um, all the nations of the world uh, coming under one, not one authority, but agreeing with one another that we need to be on the gold standard again and stuff like that. So, um, and it's going to make everybody's life easier and we're all going to get all this stuff back that we've been giving out over the years. And, um, and there's a Brooklyn bridge down in Arizona. And if you want to buy it, it's yours. So I'll give it to you for a dollar. Um, no, I just threw that part in. Um, but anyway, so we got all these promises coming down the pike and nothing ever materializes. It's been like, um, all this stuff started before Trump came into office. You know, it's supposedly he has something to do with it and everything else. And <clears throat> frankly, I dubious. So anyway, um, there's several different components to this. Um, 
this great awakening or so to speak. And um, a lot of it has to do with metaphysical stuff. Um, like I said, you know, the uh, one of the things I read today that uh, the universe and the humanity are finally going to come into line. Well, that's new age, right? Right out the door, you know. Another one is, um, oh, oh yeah, get every, get said, everybody, your vibratory levels are going to change. Excuse me. And, um, you know, new age again. And then, then what they'll throw in is something like, uh, well, you know, Revelation says this, and they'll take something out of Revelation and spin it into the story just to make it sound like it's legitimate. Um, so, uh, <coughs> excuse me, folks. This is really hard to do, but, um, the show must go on. And, um, so it's, it's just, you know, how many times do you got to get slapped before you realize the person that's slapping you isn't doing it because they love you, but because they, they've got your attention and they just want to keep your attention. Um, I have some good friends that are involved in this, uh, talking to one the other day. Oh yeah. Nasara, that's great. You know, we're going to get everything back. We ever paid in supposedly, you know, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what planet you live on, but my the universe that I live in, nothing ever is free. Okay. And if it is, it appears to be free. It, um, it usually has something tied to it. And that thing that's tied to it is usually something that's very detrimental to you or will be down the road sometime. Um, so, uh, if you expect it, that, you know, we're going to get all of our taxes we've ever paid back to us. Um, all of, uh, the mortgages we've ever paid are going to get paid back to us. And, and this is what this whole thing is, this Nassara is like, folks. Um, you know, everything that you ever spend, everything that the government, um, extorted out of you, which they do, they extorted out of you. Um, you're going to get that back and we're going to be under the gold system and you'll never want again. Now they talk about something, a uh, universal income they're talking about. Well, anybody that knows anything about communism and, and, and reads that should know that it's a communistic plot. You know, nothing is, nothing is, um, um, nothing is, is free. Nothing is, um, is given to you. Okay. Um, if you remember, I remember our studies about the old Soviet Union, you know, when we were in civics class back in the seventies. And, uh, we learned that, you know, whether you're a doctor, a plumber, uh, you know, you name it, except, you know, a party member higher up. But if you're any just regular day Joe that, that works for a living, then you got paid the same money. Okay. Now there might be incentives if you're a doctor, you, hey, you want to come work in this lab, we'll pay you more. Um, but for the most part, people are just, um, all paid the same. That's a universal income. Okay. Hold on a second. I swear I just saw a piece of lungum flying out of my mouth. Um, just kidding. <laughs> so, Gesera and Nisera. Now, Nisera, you just take the N and that means national and G means global. Okay. Um, and we're going to read about the origins of Nisera. Now, I tried to look up about Gesera. There's very little about it on online except for speculation of what people say it was or is. So I'm a little leery about about that you know i'd like some documentation and yes i am going to re reference um wikipedia but there's tons of references in wikipedia and i've checked some of them out and they're really good so whoever put this article together on wikipedia did their job and rightfully so so 
But this whole thing is getting crazy. You know, we some people are calling Trump savior. Sorry, I have only one savior. His name is Yeshua HaMashiach or Jesus Christ. Uh, Trump didn't die for me and I doubt it he will die for me. And uh, no other politician will, no other businessman will because they're, they've got other things in mind. But, um, you know, Trump is not a savior. He might be a tool that God uses if God, meaning a Hebrew God, um, Yahweh, if Yahweh is behind all this, you know, this is orchestrating this, uh, this rebellion against the cabal and the one world order. So we, that remains to be seen. All right. Had a sip of water that should carry me for another 20 minutes. Um, so <clears throat> without further ado, folks, um, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, read about Nasera because I don't know how long I'm going to last on this tonight. I'm starting to feel a little funky now. So, um, but this is an article. Let's see. Do I want to go that way first? Um, let me, let me, let me go bass backwards here. And, um, <clears throat> because I've noticed that this whole plan that they have set up is very similar to the one world currency and the one world financial system that we think is, and pretty well scripture points out that is going to come upon us. And it ain't going to be pretty because a lot of people are not going to want to take the mark of the beast. And because of that, they're going to starve to death or whatever, you know, whatever happens because you don't take the mark. Um, really uh, starving for a couple of weeks or maybe a month or something is a lot better than being in hell for eternity. Okay. Um, and having read books of what hell's like, it's not a pretty place. Okay. Um, so, does Bible prophecy in a one world government and a one world currency, is it a scripture in the end times? Now, this is an article I got from gotquestions.org forward slash one hyphen world <coughs> government hyphen government dot html. And you can go and check this article out yourself, okay? This is going to be a lot of fun doing this because um, <coughs> the coughing has not abated. Okay. All right, in his apocalyptic vision of the book of Revelation, the Apostle John sees the beast, also called the Antichrist, rising up out of the sea, having ten horns, seven, excuse me, having seven heads and ten horns. Combining this vision with Daniel's similar one in Daniel 7, 16 through 24, we can conclude that some sort of world system will be inaugurated by the beast, the most powerful horn, who will defeat the, the other nine, and will begin to wage war against Christians. I, I want to submit that it'll be any any people that um, believe in the, uh, the triune God, okay? Uh, meaning Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And that, could, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean Jews right now, but they will. And But it also could, could mean Muslims and Christians, okay? Or any religious system that goes against the beast, okay? Uh, the 10 Nation Confederacy is also seen as Daniel. Uh, see, okay, here we go. It's not 10 nations, it's 10 world area. I'm going to substitute that. The 10 world area confederacy, confederacy is also seen in Daniel's image by the statue. Um, Daniel 2, 41 through 42, where he pictures the final world government consisting of 10 entities comprised by 10 toes of the statue. Whoever the 10 toes are and however they come to power, scriptures, scripture is clear that the beast will, uh, 
either destroy them or reduce their power to nothing more than figureheads in the end, and they will do his bidding. John goes on to describe, this isn't very long, there's only two more paragraphs. Uh, John goes on to describe the rulers of his vast empire as having power and great authority given to him by Satan himself, Revelation 12, excuse me, 13, 2, being followed by and receiving worship from all the world, um, Revelation 13, 3 through 4, and having authority over every tribe, language, nation, uh, and sovereign all over and all other governments. It's it's hard to imagine um, how such a diverse system of government are in power today, if they are in power today, and they um, would willingly subjugate themselves to a single ruler. Um, and there are many theories on the subject. Uh, let, me, let me take a break from that, because I didn't think that uh, the whole world would agree to this pandemic crap. Little did I ever wonder that Israel was going to be the one to be the most vaccinated country. Uh, it's ridiculous. Um, and, you know, a lot of things that I didn't see in the past, looking towards the future, didn't materialize, okay? All right, let's see how they could willingly subjugate themselves to a single ruler. And there are many theories on the subject. A logical conclusion is that the disasters and the plagues described in Revelation as the seal and the trumpet judgments, chapters 6 through 11, will be so devastating and create such a monumental global crisis that people will embrace anything or anyone who promises to give them relief. Yeah, it happens a lot, actually. <coughs> okay. One entrenched, uh, once entrenched in power, the beast or the Antichrist, and the power behind him, Satan, uh, will move to establish control over all peoples of the earth and accomplish their true end, the worship of Satan, uh, that he has been seeking ever since he's been thrown out of heaven. That was in Isaiah 12, 14, 12 through 14. Uh, one way that they will accomplish this is by controlling all commerce. And this is where the idea of a one world currency comes, Revelation 13, uh, 6 through 17. It describes some sort of satanic mark, uh, which will be required in order to buy or sell. This means anyone who refuses the mark will be able to, um, to buy food, excuse me, will be unable to buy food and clothing or other necessities of life. Uh, no doubt that the vast majority of people of the world will succumb to the mark simply to survive. Yeah, okay. Uh, for a little while, anyway. Um, again, again, verse 16 makes quite clear that this will be a universal system of control and where everyone, rich and poor, great and small, uh, small, great and small, okay. We receive the mark on their hand or their forehead. It should be their right hand. Um, there's a great deal of speculation as to how exactly this might be fixed. But the technologies that are available right now could accomplish that very easily. I'm not going to go into the last paragraph. It talks about pre-trib rapture. But um, yeah, okay. <laughs> so you're, you're giving them... Um, First of all, I don't think there's going to be very many young babies on earth because when that rapture does happen, wherever, whenever it happens in scripture, um, whether the beginning or the middle of, uh, of the period, um, it's, it's, um, dubious. Okay. It's, it's, it's strange. Um, so yeah, the world will succumb to it. I mean, look what they did with the shot. <laughs> 
All you had to do is tell people that the COVID-19 shot, all you had to do is tell people, hey, you know, you're going to die if you don't take this. Oh, no. And you get down and, and uh, commit suicide by taking two shots. Okay. Or, or potential suicide. There's a lot of people haven't been affected yet. That. But um, anyway, um, so it's people could be forced to do anything or coerced to do anything is probably a better word for it. Um, and if you didn't get that from the what happened in this last two years in the pandemic, um, then you've had your eyes closed and your ears shut. My friend Todd told me to get on here tonight and talk um, talk it up um, to really pound on things and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Um, but I'll try to do it in a nice manner. So anyway, this it's going to be very interesting when this all comes to play. Uh, hopefully it's not for a few years yet, but uh, who knows? It could be tomorrow, right? Um, the Poles that lived in Poland were the regular people weren't expecting the Germans to come across their border that uh, time. Was it 1918 or 1919? But they did, right? Um, anyway, let's uh, proceed. So there's um, I had so many things that were flooding my brain, and all of a sudden they left. They were probably lonely. Um, so you can't buy or sell. And, and if you talk to anybody who lived in Israel for a while who didn't take the shot, they couldn't buy or sell either. Um, there was a brief period where they were allowed to go to stores, but for the most part, they had to rely on neighbors that had taken the shot. So um, anyway, life goes on. So, okay. So we can pretty well be a certain that, or certain that the um, the Bible talks about a one-world um, economic system, just by the verbiage that we saw. You can't buy or sell unless you have the mark on your right hand. You know what's real interesting about the hands um, is that uh, I'm going to go back to here. Um, what's interesting about the uh, the hands is that uh, uh, the left the left is, is um, Dexter sinister. And we know sinister means evil or, or bad, you know? So it's extra sinister, and I can't remember what the right one is. But um, we heard Yeshua use um, a phrase that um, uh, if your good eye be dark, how great is that darkness? Uh, and that's, that's a little worrisome because that's your right hand, okay? Um, <coughs> uh, back in uh, the ancient days when... Um, Oh, you read it in scripture too. You read where you, Father says, um, "Yeah, come and sit at my right hand to the Son, to Yeshua." Um, and whenever a ruler ruled, if they liked somebody, especially if it was a family member, they got to sit on his right side, not on the left. The left was left for evil people and sinister people. Um, so everybody sat on the right, just like uh, just just like we read about the the right eye and stuff like that, or have seen about the right eye and. Uh, in uh, the words of Yeshua. So, um, right hand, right eye, right leg, you know, and then the opposing side. But um, so it's something to to bear in mind whenever you see the word, the phrase right hand or, or what in the scripture, you should immediately go back to that because there's a lot of meaning in it. Okay. Boy, that nap I had earlier was something else. I feel like I just lay down and take it again. Um, so there's an article, like I said, on um, on uh, Wikipedia about Nasara, and I've read through it a couple of times, and it seems to be pretty pretty right on. 
Uh, we're going to read to you some stuff that uh, definitely goes into the metaphysical world um, and is basically psychobabble or um, or garbage. But um, you're going to see that this, this whole Nassara thing had um, strange birthings. That's a good way to put it. Um, and usually if something has a strange birth, it's because the parents are a little strange, um, whether it be physically looking or mentally or whatever. So, of course, the kid's going to have more propensity to, to pick up on that. So, anyway, um, it's it's um, it's quite interesting what uh, this Nasara is. And I'm going to go ahead and read it. And for some reason, I'm forgetting a lot of stuff tonight. So, I'm going to, I think I'm just going to read about Nasara, and then we'll pick up on Thursday night. Uh, when Brian's here, because Brian's going to talk about the Shemitah. Um, it was um, in the biblical times that every 50 years there'd be a Jubilee. And when there was a Jubilee, everything went back to like it was year one of that period. Okay. Uh, people would get their slaves back or, or if a man was free and he sold himself into slavery, he would get his freedom back again. And um, lands that were bought during that time always went back to the person that originally owned them. Which is there's a reason for that in Israel. Um, so it's it's interesting to um, to see that these uh, some of these ideas have a biblical foundation, but they're and that just kind of reminds me of the rocks of the the toes and the feet uh, in Daniel's vision because they were built of uh, clay and iron and those things don't mix so they're very unstable and when somebody something crashes down and hits the feet yeah they're going to fall so. Anyway, let's let's get to rocking here. Uh, Nisara, it's from Wikipedia, the Free Encyclopedia. Uh, National Economic Security and Recovery Act, Nisara, uh, was set it was a set of proposed economic reforms to the United States suggested during the 1990s by Harvey Francis Bernard. Bernard claimed the that the proposals, which included replacing the income tax with a a national sales tax. Abolishing compound interest on secured loans and returning a tri or excuse me a bimetallic coin uh, would result in zero inflation and a more more stable economy. The proposals were never introduced before Congress, of course, because they made sense. Uh, okay, let's see. We're in the Nasara has since become better known as the subject of a cult-like conspiracy theory promoted by Shiani Candace Goodwin also known as the Dove of Oneness. You, you'll notice, folks, that the Dove is used a lot in their um, their uh, their prophecies and everything else. Um, uh, they incorporate it into everything that they built. Well, the Dove is is uh, is evil, of course, uh, in this sense. But um, it uh, it's just um, sometimes people take on nice names just so that people don't get freaked out. And Dove of Oneness is probably one of the nicest names you can hear. But um, anyway, uh, this Dove of Oneness uh, claimed that the act of actually passing into the additional provinces, provisions of the New Economic Security and Reform Act and then suppressed, and then suppressed by the uh, George W. Bush administration and the Supreme Court. Uh, Goodwin conspiracy emails have been translated into languages that have large following online okay now we're going to get into meat and potatoes 
Let me wipe the um, tiredness from my eyes real quick. This cold really kicked my rear end. <laughs> um, Harvey Francis Bernard, uh, born 1941, died in 2005, a Louisiana State University graduate um, in systems philosophy, an engineering consultant and teacher. Uh, created the NASARA proposal during the late 1980s and 1990s. He printed a thousand copies of his proposal titled Training the Swamp. Oh, have you heard that before? Okay. Um, another book, uh, oh, this is the name of the book, Training the Swamp, Monetary and Fiscal Policy Reform, 1996, and sent copies to members of Congress, believing it would quickly pass on its own merits. Mm -hmm. Okay, based on a theory that the debt is the number one economic factor inhibiting the growth of the economy, the compound interest that, um, excuse me, the compound interest that the number one moral evil and, and uh, reasonable debt um, Barnard made several other attempts during the 1990s to draw political attention to the problems that he saw in the U.S. economy, and he suggested economic recovery proposal on the root causes uh, he determined after these did not succeed. He decided to uh, decide in 2000 to release the, the proposal of the uh, to the public domain and to publish it on the internet. Barnard questions. Uh, Bernard establishes, excuse me, that Nassara Institute of 2001 had published the second edition of his book in 2005, retitling it Draining the Swamp, the Nassara Story, uh, Monetary and Fiscal Properties under that category. Okay, so what about Love of Doveness? Now, this is, <laughs> you got your seatbelts on. This is a one new age Fruit Loop adventure. Okay. Soon after Bernard released Nasara on the internet, a user known as Dove of Oneness began posting about it on internet forums. Dove of Oneness was later described as Shaney uh, Good, uh, Candace Goodwin, a former student of Ramtha's School of Enlightenment. Oh, new age. Here we go. Um, enlightenment. Okay. Hold on, folks. Okay, uh, referring in <clears throat> the media as a cyber cult queen. Uh, according to Goodwin's website, the Nassara bill language in Congress before finally being passed by a secret session in May of 20, 2000, or March of 2000, and signed by President Bill Clinton. Um, it is claimed that the new law was to be implemented on 10, at 10 a.m. on September 11, 2001 but that their computer, the data, and the beneficiaries of the trillions of dollars of prosperity funds uh, were destroyed in the, in the uh, second floor of One World Trade Center uh, in New York uh, during the terrorist attacks. Supposedly, an earlier gag order um, issued by the Supreme Court had prohibited any in, um, official or private source um, from discussing it under penalty. Uh, Goodwin referred to the White Knights, most of the high-ranking military um, officials who have ever since or who have since been struggling to have the law implemented despite objections by President George W. Bush. Uh, Goodwin uh, agreed, believes, 
and purports that the Bush orchestrated a September 11th attacks. Well, yeah, it could be. Um, in the Iraq war, we know that happened. Okay. Sorry about that. I was having a brain freeze. Um, let's see. Okay. Goodwin's description of the sorrow goes far beyond Bernard's proposal by canceling all personal debt. Okay. Abolishing the Internal Revenue Service. Hooray. Declaring world peace and requiring new presidential and congressional elections. Goodwin also claimed that Bush officials were attempting to hack in and to bring down her site uh, to prevent her from publicizing the law. Goodwin began commenting on this era in connection with the Omega Trust, a fraudulent investment scheme whose creator, Clyde Rue, excuse me, Clyde Hood, um, was on trial at the time. According to Goodwin, Omega Trust investors would receive the returns after Nacera was announced. Goodwin repeatedly predicted that Nacera announcement would occur in the very near future. Oh, boy. Although the years later, she became more reserved about these predictions. Yeah, when they don't happen, you know, you got to kind of go back and look. But um, anyway, so here you have it. You have the... Um, uh, Eliminating debt, which is what they're all talking about online. And believe me, nobody would like that more. But, you know, you don't eliminate it. You just kind of shift it somewhere else. So let's see. You check on something. Okay. All right. This is weird. Okay. There it is. 34 minutes. Okay. Um <clears throat> So let's see other developments. After Gwyn began commenting on this era, the the internet-based conspiracy theorists latched onto it. One supporter, uh, Sheldon Niddle, uh, ties the imminent Nassara announcement to his years of old prophecy of an emergent-scale UFO visitation by benevolent aliens, occasionally on his website, <clears throat> but he more prominently on his videos, he says that, uh, seminars and in public appearances. Um, Jennifer Lee, who used to publish the Nassara status reports almost daily on her now defunct site, uh, discussed a host of other world interdimensional beings who are helping, are helping behind the scenes to get Nassara announced. Uh, Internet evangelist Sherry Schreiner, who operates their many websites, sees Nassara as linked to malevolent reptoidal, um, aliens. She feels that have long controlled the U.S. government. Well, I can't argue with her there. So anyway, let's talk about this stuff, okay? All right. Where do we go? All right. I, for one, think that a a UFO invasion could happen. Okay. Um, Yes, they're not from other worlds. They're from another dimension. Um, But what better way... Because you got the this anti-Messiah, this man of perdition, man of unrighteousness, um, who's going to show up much in the same way. Because remember, when Jesus or Yeshua promised that he returned, he would, he would come in a cloud with great glory. Now, in this world nowadays, what would be great glory would be um, a mothership arriving with a whole bunch of battle cruise ships, whatever they want to call them. Um, and the little ship going down in the Central Park or or New York, or London, or Paris, or whatever, and this thing comes out, um, and it looks like a man, 
a human being just like all of us. And um, all of a sudden, he's got all the answers for everything. Um, my, my personal feeling is that he's a human alien hybrid. Um, you can read Dr. Jacobs' material to find out more about that. It's totally fascinating. Um, David Jacobs. So there you have it. That could happen. I do believe that the reptilians are involved. So, see, that's not, that's not a far-fetched thing in my, my estimation. Um, ugly suckers, too. Uh, let's see what else. Sherry Schreiner is kind of a little bizarre, okay? So if you watch your shows, take her with a grain of salt. Um, okay, I guess that's it. Okay, so there you have Nisera. Now, I guess Sarah's, um, I said earlier, Jimmy's global. So it just means the same thing, but administered all over the world. Okay. Now, say I knock on your door and you answer the door and it's, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pay all your bills, post, present, and future. All you got to do is believe in me. Um, yeah, people are going to go for that. And that's why I think this man of perdition is going to, you know, is going to be um, kind of a ascended um, in height and uh, in physical characters so that he commands a better um, audience and a better uh, understanding of what the scripture is all about and and um, what this whole uh, culmination of time is all about, so to speak. So, um, interesting stuff, isn't it? So, so and according to what I've heard, um, that supposedly China, the United States, and Russia are all involved as key players in this, and are all fighting the um, the cabal. Okay. Now, there, there could be quite a possibility if this is true, uh, especially with Russia. Because as far as I know, Russia doesn't have a central bank. Um, and that's what the, the, uh, the foreigners, or excuse me, the, um, the elites want. They want every country to have a central bank. Putin has said, no, I'm not doing that. So, um, there you have that. And then you have a lot of people, um, resisting it here in the States. And, um, I don't know what they're doing up in Canada. But, um, so anyway, it's, it's, there are a lot of aspects to this that are, that seem to be coming true. Okay. Um, these people on this, uh, particular meme are very, um, astute. They're very smart. They're not stupid, but, uh, they seem to have a beat on what's going on. And I think that believers should get that beat also because, um, because we need it and we need it in, in addition to the discernment that the Lord gives us. We need to be able to know what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and all that good stuff. So, anyway, oh, excuse me. Um, so, folks, this is kind of an encapsulation of uh, of uh, Nisera. Uh, you kind of get the idea now that uh, perhaps it's a uh, a new age thing that's been put together, maybe hijacked, a, a good thing. But more and more, I'm seeing the new age stuff on there, and it bothers me. Okay. Um, you can't mix oil and water. Um, they just won't mix. So they, they'll separate out and uh, become a big mess. Actually is what they do. So, um, we have to be careful when mixing things together in our society, in our lives and everything else. So, well, folks, I've done 40 minutes and I've about reached the end of my capacity here. Um, I guess I'm still sick.
uh, I just wanted to get on. I didn't want a, another Monday to go by without a show. And hopefully on Thursday when Brian's here, we, we can uh, – we'll look at um, the Shimata, which is the uh, the um, forgiveness that, that Yahweh caused uh, the Israelites to have towards one another. Um, really neat stuff, too, because you never – even if you sold yourself into slavery, um, it didn't matter. Uh, because in 50 years, if you were still alive, of course, you would uh, receive your pardon. Um, which I think is kind of awesome, actually. I could use that pardon right now. Um, but um, it's, uh, it's, it's real interesting the way he did things. Um, for instance, uh, when a woman, let's say from the tribe of Reuben, married a man from Judah... Okay, that land that she owned, because every every bride, every groom got a a, a a present from the father, the paternal father. And um, so if, or excuse me, maternal, sorry. So if the maternal father gave his daughter away to somebody from Judah, when that daughter dies, according to what's in the United States right now, if there's not a will, um, the other partner gets it, all of it. Okay, um, even if it's more than fifty years. So the thing about the um, uh, all this stuff is that um, it's 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 like one layer covering another one. You know, it's like um, I don't know, like like putting clean sheets on a dirty bed or something like that. Um, but um, oh yeah, and the reason I was explaining that. Was that now? Let's say that um, let's say that the wife died. Now, in the current state of things, if there's not a will, the husband and wife share everything. Um, now, I'm talking about here in the states, and um, there's usually an executor, and the executor points stuff out to points stuff out to different people. But um, in Israel, especially ancient Israel, the daughter that was born in the tribe of uh, Reuben, the husband could not get that property. So if he married her for her money or he married her for her land, um, after a few years are over, he's not getting anything. So, uh, and he did that to, uh, to, Yahweh did that to preserve the tribes, of course, and, uh, to, to bring some kind of order to, uh, what could have been well over three million people leaving Egypt. So, uh, little fun factoids that I like to give as I get them, you know. Um, anyway, folks, I want to say um, good night, and we will see you on Thursday night, hopefully a little more awake and a little uh, better. And um, until then, may the Lord keep you, may he bless you, may uh, make his face to shine on you, be gracious to you, may he watch your going out and coming in, your rising up and your lying down. May he bring you peace in Yeshua's holy name. Amen and amen. Good night, folks.